The Beer EDU Podcast, Episode 5, Fall Q Review and Social Media in Education. Welcome to the Beer EDU Podcast, the podcast for educators that love to learn and share ideas with fellow educators over beers, with your hosts, Kyle Anderson and Ben Dixon. All right, so hey, we're here. We're back. We're back. We're back. You're back from your trip. I'm, I'm back from several trips. Yes, that is true. So... First of all, introductions. I am Ben Dixon, uh, one half of the Beer Edu podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at bdixonnv, and you can check me out on WordPress. Hopefully, I will update my blog at some point. Uh, that's bdixonnv.wordpress.com. And you are? I am the other half of the Beer Edu podcast, Kyle Anderson. You can find me on Twitter at Anderson Ed Tech, and then you can also find my blog at and at www.andersonedtech.net. So we've been on hiatus for a couple weeks. We've both been busy, but lots to talk about tonight. But first, what are you drinking? Okay, so I will start. So I have a um, a really good IPA, and this is uh, from Revision uh, Brewery, um, local brewery, and it is the Mosaic Revenge. And... uh, it's uh, alcohol, ABV is, is about a nine, so it's pretty strong. Um, Put hair on your back. Yeah, yeah. It is definitely not one you're pounding. And then uh, IBUs are about at 65, so um, lots of hops. Lots of hops in this one. A lot of uh, piney and tropical yes, in that as definitely. well. That, yeah, the mosaic hop is really, yeah. that's a great hop. Um, one of my favorite founders brewing company makes one called yes. Mosaic Promise. That's mm-hmm. super good. I haven't had this one from Revision yet. Um, and I hate to say it, but I actually have not been to that brewery yet. I've had a handful of their beers, but yep. we may we need to go over there. We one night. might need to go there. Yeah, and I'm very again very lucky. My local grocery store does fill growlers, which is good or bad depending on. <laughs> Depends on when when yeah. you're going to the grocery yep. store. Exactly. So so very lucky. I got a, I had a growler of that. So this is this is part of that sampling. What do you got? Last weekend, I was down in American Canyon for Fall Q, and I was invited to a Beer Q meetup after the first day of the conference at Napa Smith Brewing Company. Uh, They had a tap room in Vallejo, not far from where the conference was being held, and went in there and tried a couple different things there, and I brought home a bottle of Napa Smith Brewery's Amber Ale. Now, Amber Ales are not necessarily something I usually go for. Uh, They tend to be very malty. And uh, sometimes hoppy. Uh, this one is very malty. It is very hoppy. But um, it's not bad. I um, would drink this one again. Um, again, Amber Ale is not my go-to style. Um, usually that just that malt bomb right. is just not something I'm usually into. I'm more into hop flavors or other flavor right. characteristics. But um, no, this one's not bad. So, um, And the couple of beers that I had at Napa Smith that day, uh, I had an Oktoberfest. And then I had a Saison that were both uh, pretty decent as well. So... Um, I look forward to if I'm down there again, going checking those guys out that, some more. It's a, it is definitely. I've been there. It's a great place. So good. So, um, so we had a little bit of a change in plans here. Yes. We had originally talked about doing some social emotional learning tonight. We had a very special guest lined up, but um, 
just like uh, in your best lesson plans, things happened. <laughs> Life happened. So, so we uh, we're eventually going to get that special guest down. We're going to keep that under wraps still because we do want to save that one. But um, so we shifted gears a little bit tonight, and we're going to be um, looking at. We'll talk a little bit about Fall Q yes. first, um, but um, we're going to go social media in the classroom yes. a little bit more tonight, and um, and even with our Learn About Beer segment tonight, we're going to talk about social yep. media a little so, bit. So. so definitely, definitely uh, stay tuned. You want to learn about, like, as we talk about different different platforms for social media. In fact, right now as we speak, we are live on Periscope uh, recording this. And you can find that Periscope link on our Beer EDU pod yep. Twitter account and yep. then also our Facebook page. So yes. if you... Um, are ever interested, always check our Facebook and our Twitter. We'll let you know when we're getting ready to record. You can always see us live. Yeah. And you get to see the super interesting part where we stand there, where we sit there and type and not talk for five minutes. Yeah, pretty much. So, <laughs> All yeah, right. Good time. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. All right. Yep, we are. So, so last weekend... Yes, I was. Were. I was in fall. I was at Fall Q. You you took a trip. I one took of a trip. Many. One, one of, of many. many. Yeah. Okay. No, this past weekend was actually my first weekend yeah. home in over a month. Wow. Because I was at Cap Q. I was at Q Nevada. I was at my parents' place in Reading. Yeah. And then I went to Fall Q last weekend. Oh. So this past weekend, I did nothing. <laughs> I did nothing. I sat at home. I watched football and hockey, and I wrote a paper and a blog post. That's all I did this weekend. But but I digress. So yes, Fall Q was absolutely amazing. As it's, I mean, I've only been there once before, but any Q event is usually solid gold, and this one definitely did not disappoint. So cool. Um, the first day I spent, I went to sessions on the first day. I went to this, I went to this two and a half hour long hyperdoc session on the first morning. I didn't stay the whole wow. time because it was one of those like kind of you go there for a little bit, get some instruction, and then when you feel comfortable, do do your own thing, whatever. Oh, okay. So, but I did that, and I'd been to hyperdoc sessions before. And I just never felt like I ever got the info I needed to be comfortable with building HyperDocs. And right. This one I finally did. It was actually a husband and wife team that presented it. Um, Eduardo and Ruby Rivera, they're down in Palm Springs. And they presented together. And the way they presented it was, we're going to learn about HyperDocs in a HyperDoc. So they oh. built a HyperDoc to teach us about HyperDocs. So there was these different activities we did. And then they got us moving around, working with other people okay. to do some of the activities as well. And I told um, I told Eduardo afterward, I said, I finally feel like I know what I'm doing with this. And I, I, th- I thanked him for that because, like I said, nothing against the presenters from other times right. before, but right. I just never felt comfortable. But I finally feel like I can do some with HyperDocs now after that session. I think those best one, those those sessions where you actually make something in the session – are the best ones absolutely so and that's why i've learned that as a presenter where i'm trying to incorporate more making into my sessions as a result of that cool so i also went to a session on green screening and that was one where i'm aware of green screen yeah i know what it is i didn't know where to start with it though and I, I went to this session. I actually met the presenter the night before, um, Ali Deguea. Okay. Um, I met her the night before. She said, hey, you should come to my session tomorrow. So I showed up at her session. It was um, how to green screen on a budget, okay. essentially, and talked about different apps and different things. And on like her sheet that she uses for green screen was one of those like $2 tablecloths. You get it at like, the dollar store. Oh, yeah. It was uh, big green sheets. And... She showed us some different things that she's done with her students. She showed us um, some of the different apps, and then we, she kind of guided us uh, like 
improv show style where <laughs> you kind of shouted some stuff out and then we came up with a video on our own and um that session was very good as well but i think the biggest highlights of the day though was the uh sticker swap oh yeah that was a big deal yeah. if you were on twitter and you were following fall hashtag fall q that was a big deal that was <laughs> i it, it's so funny you would have thought it was a, a group of kindergartners all coming together just throwing stickers out on a table and um exchanging i actually ran out of the beer edu ones because they just went over right so well so promoting 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 and we got a lot of great feedback from people cool. as well from that as well so uh for those of you out there listening thank you we appreciate it yes. so thank you if you subscribe got, subscribe yes. subscribe and if you got some negative say too, please let us know because yeah. we want to be able to fix those things. Exactly. Um, so the sticker exchange was amazing, but probably the greatest thing ever was the Add a Cat wedding. Oh, yes. The wedding. Adam Juarez, Cat Goyette, long story short, they met on Twitter, developed a relationship going to Q events, and they actually got married last week, or the week before, excuse me. And then they had a ceremony at Fall Q where John Carippo was the. He's an ordained minister, so he okay. actually did the ceremony. And in true John Carippo style, he did a quizzes during the <laughs> ceremony where, like, how well do you know Adam and Cat? And you had all these different questions up there and different things. And um, I, I feel like I know them pretty well, but I did not do very well in the quiz because so, <laughs> some of them were pretty tough questions. So, well, and and if you and if you don't follow John on many of the platforms that he's on, I mean, he's kind of a stud. The understatement of the day. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that was day one. Day two, I didn't go to too many sessions. In fact, I didn't go to any sessions on day two. I, I used that more as a networking day. So I had some great conversations with some people um, that day instead, and uh, I was also presenting that day. So right. um, I definitely did not do anything in the hour before I presented because I sat down and made sure my presentation was good to go. But um, I was pleasantly surprised. Last session of the conference, last hour, I had 50 people show up to that. Wow. Yeah, for the last session of the conference. I mean, that's the – I'm not going to lie. I probably would have taken right. off because, you know, the three-hour drive yeah. home uh, had I not had to present. But um, I had 50 people show up to that. It was great. It was a really great time. And then it took me a week to finally sit down yesterday and write the blog post just because right. there was so much uh, that we got out of that last weekend. So I, so I think it's important to point out for baby presenters out there, this, this is rule number one. Take that first hour – and prep yourself and be ready. Like, here's my here's my question. I always ask: how many how many platforms or or computers or flash drives did you have with your presentation on them? I had my iPad, I had my Chromebook, and I had my laptop. Yep. And all of them were set and ready to go, just in case I backed it up in case the Wi-Fi yep. failed us. Because you know, tech conferences Wi-Fi never fails. Oh yeah. So, but. I definitely was over-prepared for everything. Yep, and that is that is all you baby presenters out there. That is that is presenter 101 right there. That's that's from a vet right there. And make sure also you have the correct oh, extensions. Yes. The, uh, or as we like to say in the EdTech world, the dongles. Yes. How, yes. How many cables? Yes, you always have to have a cable for everything. I have a cable for everything. Luckily, it was just a standard VGA to HDMI I had wow. to use for this one. But I've had... I've gone to conferences before where I had to connect three different dongles yep. in order to get it to work because uh, I think it was like micro HDMI to HDMI yep. to VGA to something else wild and crazy. I don't even remember, but it yeah, you always got to be prepared yes. for that. That's a, that is also rule. 
for uh, yeah. presenter 101. Yeah, that is that is. I I will admit that I I am over prepared because I'm so terrified of not having my platform. Oh, absolutely, my presentation so. work. So hey, so why don't we take a quick break and then uh, we can get into talking a little bit about social media? Then. Yeah, perfect. Sounds good. Stick around. And we're back again. Yep. And we are going to talk about social media. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a really, really good chance. In fact, I'd bet my next paycheck that you probably are on social media of some sort and not just for personal reasons. You're on social media for a professional reason. And, I, and, I, and that that's an important distinction to make because I think I think I know everybody that I work with is on some sort of social media platform. But and a lot of it is for personal reasons. But and then I talk to them about why you should be on professionally. Right, and um, I know for me, for a long time, I, I wasn't on social media at all for a long time. And then right. you know now we're talking a long time ago. I had a MySpace account for a short time, but Facebook had been around for several years before mm-hmm. I got on. I right. think I got on sometime in two thousand nine. Right, and it had been around for several years at that point. And for the most part, that was a personal account right but that even even my personal facebook has shifted now in recent months where it's becoming more of a professional venture for me so i I would agree with mine i mean i've 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 had a a facebook presence but it's more with uh people that i that i know growing up with things like that um but i mean my twitter account that's a different story. Yeah, absolutely. My Twitter account now, because of my interactions on Twitter that eventually have turned into face-to-face meetings, I do have a lot of friends that I ha- that are on my Twitter profile. But when you start looking at how many people you follow and how many people follow you, there's no way that I could ever be able to meet all of those people no, right. that are on there. So, But Twitter is definitely... For me, a ninety-eight percent professional right. thing. Right, and I think I think that's that's the first one we want to start with. Let's talk about Twitter. So I started a Twitter, and again, I was late to the uh, game with that one as well because my impression of Twitter for a long time was it's uh, basically celebrity gossip and yep. people trash talking one another. And, oh yeah, totally. And, and it took me a long time to get on that, and then I went to an ed tech team summit a few years ago right and they asked to be in there's like 200 people there and they said how many of you are on twitter and like 197 people raised their hand i was one of three that did not (laughs) so it was one of those deals where not that i felt like i had to do it because to join all the cool kids but after that weekend after talking to people like why are you on twitter and just hearing their stories about what they learn and the interactions and the relationships they've built through that. And then on top of that, how they use it with their classrooms, how they had class accounts, and they were showing the world all the great things they're doing in their class. At that point, that's when I got on. And I had um, my first Twitter handle was actually, I asked my students what it should be. And um, they're like, well, you're full of a bunch of knowledge that sometimes we have no idea how you know it. So your your handle should be Anderson Knows It. <laughs> and that was my handle for a short time. Cool. And then I switched it over to Anderson EdTech a few months later, and that's been it ever since. I, so I started on Twitter really as a, as a personal thing, and I had a, a blog where I talked about running. So mine was like Reno Dirt, at Reno Dirt. And actually that handle's still out there. I probably haven't posted anything on it for years. And then I moved professionally onto it with my current Twitter handle, um, really as part of some work that I had done as a uh, 
with a uh, – I had a fellowship with America Achieves who was really promoting educational um, – promoting education within like getting our story out there. So one of the things that I had to do as part of this this fellowship was they asked me to do an impact project. So I started, my impact project was how do we connect educators in Nevada? So, I mean, if, if you're not from Nevada, it's kind of confusing. We are made up of two places really, Reno, the Reno area and Vegas. Pretty much. Yeah. And you do have some other towns around yeah. that are... No offense to anybody out in the outlying towns. Right. Elko, Winnemucca, yeah. right. Battle Mountain, right. Tonopah. We love you, yes. but unfortunately, when you're comparing apples and oranges here, yep. you are definitely more of the orange yes. and not the yes. apple. So so that was our whole intent with... The, and that's where the Teach NVAC started. So that's kind of my... That's where I moved into that. And then I saw George Kuros who is the, he is the guy. He is the guy, the innovator's mindset. Yes. Oh, great book. Absolutely. We've ta- and we've talked about that book. We um, have. He kind of was like, his, I think, I think the thing that did it for me is when he said, Facebook is for the people you know and went to school with. Twitter is for your professional practice. And I kind of, I didn't get it from him and that's kind of where I went with it as well. And you know, you and you also mentioned uh, the Teach NVAX, yeah. and I was kind of going to lead into that as well, and you kind of jumped it for right. me, so thank you for that. Yeah. Um, but Twitter chats is another thing oh, yeah. where there we go. I, I don't get on the Twitter chats as much as I used to. I used to be clockwork where I did about four or five a week, yeah. but me too. time is just something oh. that has caught up a little bit. And right. um, I am looking forward to continuing with uh, Nevada Ed Chat. Yes. I you know I jump onto your Teach NV Chat. Yep. Um, I haven't we gotten on. It. I haven't gotten on a Tosa chat in a while. I know you're um, on there sometimes. I like to get on that one. I like the Ditch Book one on Thursday yes. nights. That's mm-hmm. one. That one's always real good too. Um, the Weird Ed chat yes. is fun if um, if yes. I happen to remember that. Um, he's a little Doug's a little spotty with that one. Um, sometimes he's clockwork every week. Sometimes right. he he hasn't done it in a while. So, but uh, the Twitter chats are just something where not you get that networking aspect, but then there's always some really interesting topics yeah. to talk about. When you I, get one, I, and, into and one. that is the power of Twitter. So really, Twitter is about like contacting people and and getting connected with them. The Twitter chats are are a beautiful way to talk about topics and share resources. So I mean, that's that is the power of Twitter. So what else is there, Kyle? There's well, there is Facebook. We've mentioned Facebook yes. and how now for for me, I'm still probably at about seventy five percent personal, maybe twenty five percent professional. Yeah, but I don't, I don't get on Facebook as often anymore because there's just so much negativity, just yes. and it's political negativity, and I just I I don't get into that. Yeah. So there's a I I just don't get on there much and scroll very much anymore. But I do have several groups that I am now a part of right. that are educational groups on there. So um, Adam and Cat, the Atticats. They mm-hmm. uh they have their group CV Tech Talk and then they also have another group called Site Leaders Connect uh, that's on Facebook wow. that's always really good. Um, there's another one called Equity Edu. I like okay. to uh, take a look at every now and then. And then Casey Bell Shake Up Learning. Oh yes, she has the Shake Up yes. Learning group uh, where right. people can post different things on there as well. So, um, yeah. So the professional I- groups are there, but th- it's still I I do try to. I try to keep my personal right. and my professional separate from I, one another. I, and and I'm I would say my my Twitter is mostly seventy five percent professional 
25% personal. I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, you always know, you know, I'm always listening to some crazy punk rock or something, on, and I'll post on Spotify. My Facebook, I would say, is way more personal than my than professional. And I just don't, I just haven't moved to that. I, it's awesome to hear that the, there's those groups out there. Um, one thing I will say about Facebook, though, is for schools. So my school has their own Facebook page and we and, and my uh, my co my co lead learner that I work with Tierney Cahill awesome awesome lady she she is always on there and we are posting stuff all the time I run the Twitter for our school she runs Facebook so I think for schools it's a beautiful platform because it's how you contact parents that's a good one and then um, Instagram is another oh, great yeah. one too and I will say I don't have an Instagram I just I'm not one that takes a lot of pictures right. and Instagram is a social media platform that relies on photos for sure. and I just I'm not one that takes a lot of pictures yeah. I mean I've got a lot more of my camera roll right now because I've just been to conferences right. and a lot of it was uh, to post on Twitter accounts right. for the conference, especially the Q Nevada one a few weeks ago. So I've never really had that itch or that burn to get into Instagram. Um, so I, do you have an Instagram? I, I do. I have a, I have a personal Instagram that I would say that is all, it's really personal. I have never probably put any professional. I follow a lot of people that I were friends on, on Twitter professionally and we follow each other on Instagram. And it is fascinating because a lot of them will use it as a school to showcase their school stuff, to showcase their professional stuff. I don't. Um, my school has an Instagram, and I will totally admit that we haven't really posted. I believe the Beer EDU podcast has an Instagram, and we haven't posted anything. No, and, and partly because I don't I, do Instagram. Well, and, and and I think you're right. I think you nailed it on the head. It's super visual. It's super visual. And this is obviously, if you're listening to this, it's an audio format. I mean, you it's can an audio stare at format, us, but... Right, it's an audio format, and then... Outside of us taking pictures of ourselves recording and then a handful of beers, whatever, I think that gets away from the point yes. of the podcast at that point. I mean, yes, we do talk about beer. We enjoy beer while on the podcast, but the focus of this podcast is education, and I don't find that to be Instagram. It wouldn't be very no. educational at no. that point. And I, I think Instagram, you're right, is a total visual medium, and I think that's just where it's at. So, Which leads us to the next one. And that's Snapchat. It's another yes. one. Very visual. One that I'm not on. And in my short experience in administration, my opinion of Snapchat. Yes. As an administrator. Bullying, a bullying machine. Yes. I'm and I know that's unfair to say because there are people out there doing amazing stuff with Snapchat. And Cosma is one. She was one that um, was doing stuff with Snapchat a long time ago. Um, Maggie Cox down yes. in Las Vegas she is a Snapchat is, oh queen. Oh my gosh, she's a machine. So she is like, I know nothing about Snapchat other than like, I believe I'm connected to my own children on Snapchat. And that's, which I feel like when we talk about Snapchat, I, I'm not going to speak for you, but I feel really old. I'm like, yeah, you did old Snap, you had Snapchats for the kids. <laughs> um, I don't use it at all. I know we've talked about it at my school as being a way to contact our parents because most of my parents are on Snapchat. So I would agree with you that that I just don't use it. I think from an it is true from an administrator standpoint, and I work in an elementary. You worked in a middle school. It mm -hmm. it it can open a lot of. Uh, it's almost a Pandora's box. Right. of stuff that can happen. But again, there are some great people that are doing yes. great things. Awesome. We mentioned Anne and Maggie. Tara Martin in Kansas, she started a whole movement called Book Snaps that was 
photographs of uh, books that can yes. be annotated, and then you can do that with Snapchat. Well, so, so here's the thing. So, like, if you use Snapchat, please hit us up. Tell us, tell us what we're missing. Because obviously we're missing something. Yeah, maybe I mean, maybe we do some recording yeah. videos of us doing the podcast yeah. and we put the I little bunny ears and the uh, noses on our face yeah. or something. Okay, so Google Plus. Is that still a thing? Google Plus <laughs> is a thing for a few more months. <laughs> yes. Uh, there was a, allegedly, there was a security breach several months ago that they just now released, what, last week? Wow. I should have decided. No, we probably shouldn't be because it only hit like 500,000 people. And really, if you're like me, you just don't have a lot of info on there anyway. I don't. Because I know Google tried Google Plus as the answer to Facebook and just it never took off. Right. I have one. Me too. I post my blog to it. That's about I it. Think- I did do this past summer during ISTE. I did the not at ISTE activities. Okay. There okay. was a there was a group of several hundred teachers that were not at ISTE, and there was different things that right. we did through Google Plus over the summer, uh, which was a lot of fun. But I think I've clicked on my Google Plus profile twice I, since the summer. I I'm part of a I'm part of a couple of groups. Uh, America Chiefs had a group on there as part of my fellowship, and then the Teach Strong, the hashtag Teach Strong Network. Um, I was I was a Teach Strong, or still am a Teach Strong ambassador. We have a we have a Google Plus group. I have not seen anything. I checked it. In fact, in prep for this, I actually looked at my Google Plus, and I haven't seen anything on there. Right, and then just there's a lot of great education yeah. groups that are out there, but they're just they're not very active. And I just I just never think to go on yeah, there. Me neither. So, so sorry if you're on Google Plus. Um, but it is going away in the next few yeah. months. They are shutting it down completely um, sometime in wow. 2019. Wow. So there you go. What's and so the next one is Class Dojo. Class Dojo is one I've never used it as a teacher, but I have it because my daughter's teacher uses it. Yes. And it's social media slash messenger. I, I almost feel like it's a um, and I'm trying to think of the name of there was a couple of different net different platforms that people tried for education and the name escapes me right now. Remind? It might be like a remind, yes. Yes. And so, so yes, so Class Dojo, um, the teachers at my school use it. I think it's super powerful for connecting with parents outside of a normal tweet. Or right. A, or, I'm sorry, a normal text. Right. I love getting the notifications from my daughter's teacher reminding of things like picture day or yes. um, some of the things that they're doing in class that are just right. amazing. So they can send out pictures. They can send out text messages with it. It's a it's a cool little it's, application. It's very much a gamification type of network of platform. Um, teachers give kids positive points within class. The kids all have a little a little monster emoji. Um, one concern I have, and again, this is me personally, um, because you can also give uh, uh, negative points to kids and I always kind of get ah uh, always kind of like like you're dinging a kid negatively in front of the of the class now I will say the teachers I work with don't use it that way mm-hmm. I haven't seen it that way I just know that's a feature you can add points or take points away I think it's a beautiful way to contact parents it's a beautiful way to share video or pictures but I mean it it here's the thing it's a one more way to contact parents and that to me is a plus there's never too much contact with parents so and then one last one i do want to mention it's not necessarily social media but it's a great communication tool that i don't use it very often but it does come in handy and that's boxer 
Oh, yes. We, sh- we should not forget Voxer. We're part of a bunch of Voxer groups. We are. And, um, again, they're ones that I, the ones I'm in right now, they're just not real active. Right. And, frankly, I'm okay with that right now just because of everything else going on in my right. life. But uh, Voxer is a great tool for – you can do text and exchange messages with people via text, but it's like a walkie-talkie. Where you can actually speak with people. So rather than sending out a tweet saying, hey, you know, I have a question regarding how do I implement yada, yada, yada. You can send out an actual voice message to a group of people and then a conversation can start. I was big on Voxer. Um, I worked with, I did a bunch of stuff with uh, the lead up chat. It's a Saturday morning chat. They had a Voxer group. I mean, it's like 100, 150 people. It's a lot. So, I mean, it was a great resource. I, I'm not as active on it. One thing I've, I've really wanted to try to use is use it with my teachers for, for providing feedback in the classroom. Um, but I just have never really got a handle on it. But right. it's a great tool. It is a great tool. And um, I actually, there's a term that came about. There's a couple different groups I actually left because it was just so overwhelming. And that's the term is uh, Voxer bankruptcy. Where <laughs> you just have so many messages that there's no way you're going to yes. catch up. And you just say, you know what, forget it. Just mark all red and move on. I, I have done that. I have done that several times. And like I said, I, I got out of a couple groups because there was too much Voxer bankruptcy going on so in my life. So do we want to talk about... We have one more social media and this one, yes, and we have to talk about this one. And this one actually is going to go straight into our Learn About Beer segment this week. Yes. Where normally we talk about different beer lingo or uh, the history of a certain type of beer or whatever. But um, in the spirit of social media, we have to tell you about the Untapped app. Yes. Ben, tell the folks about Untapped. What well, is I, it? I am totally an Untapped rookie, so... So Untapped is this this app that that you hooked me you like clued me into. So basically, it's um, it's a way for me to categorize all the beers I've I've drank, which may be a bad idea. It, it is social media for beer. It is. Where it's super cool. You search for beers. Yes. You check into them. You post them like you would like a Facebook or a Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people see your posts, you can befriend people on yes. this app. When people see your posts, they instead of liking your or favoriting or whatever, they toast. There's yes. a the little like button is actually a little beer mug. Yes, uh, they can comment on your post. You can put together wish lists of beers that you want or beers that you want to find. Yep. Like maybe you see a friend of yours across the country checking into a beer. Like, oh, I need to find that. So you can add that to a list. And then perhaps the best part about the app, though, and this is the part that I already am a person that I like to try different beers anyway. Yes. But it's the badging where yeah. you get badges for checking into different beers. So for every five, say, beers from Germany, you get a badge. And then you can level up that badge with every five more. You get uh, badges for IPAs. You get badges for pale ales. So there are literally thousands of badges that you can earn just for drinking beer. And I got a badge coming up here, probably not super soon, but maybe by the end of the year that (laughs) I'm really looking forward to. And that will be my badge for my 1,000th unique beer since joining Untapped. Now, that doesn't mean I've drank 1,000 different cans or bottles of beer. We're talking, you can check in tasters. So like when you go to the brewery and you get the little taster of it, those count as well. So, But there's also times where like right now, this Napa Smith Amber Ale is a bomber. Right. So that counts as one beer as well. So that's a badge I'm looking forward to getting. I... So, so to put this in context, I'm super new, and I'm, like, looking at mine right now, and I have a total of six badges. So I am a newbie, and, and, 
and here's the thing. I mean, it is super cool because I scroll on here and see what other people are trying, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I need to try that. I need to try that. So definitely, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, we're assuming that you might have tried a beer or two. Um, great assumption. I think yes. that's that's another one of those that um, we're, you are. We're going to call you Captain Obvious for yes, the day obviously. here. So. There we go. But um, and then I know there are some uh, fans and supporters of the show out there. People like Tom Covington. Yep. Um, he is also on there. Ben Cogswell, who jumped yes. onto our live recording here a little bit ago, he is also on there. Um, there's a gentleman I met at a conference a couple weeks ago, and then saw him again at Fall Q. Jay Sorensen. Okay, he is on there and. There's, so there's all sorts of people that are out there, and they're trying different beers, and they're posting them. So you can go out there and see what they're trying, create lists, and then exchange what you're trying with people as well. And it's just, it's just a fun app. Right. And so, yeah, for sure, check that one out. It, it's cool. It's, 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 it is totally a fun you know, it's a way to socialize with other people who enjoy what you're into. Right. And um, when you're looking for it in the Google Store or the App Store for Apple, it's untapped but without the E at the end. It's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. There's no E okay. in it. So, um, But, yeah, you set up an account and then I don't, have fun. I, think, I feel like we might need a beer EDU account. We might need to do one of those. Yeah. So We'll have to see. We'll have to see. So... Alrighty, so we need to take a quick break here, so we'll be right back. So, just a few more shout-outs and thank-yous before we wrap things up here tonight. Um, Fall Q, as much as I would love to name-drop everybody that I interacted with, there's just way too many people to recognize that were there. But um, you all know who you are. If you're listening, you know who you are. And then I also need to talk about all the edgy champions that were out there. Those that um, we had the belt. Randall was there with the belt again. The belt. And between he and I, we were out there crowning people champions with that belt. And it was... It was fantastic, and um, that thing is going to be at Spring Q. Yes, I will be at Spring Q. I am super psyched. Yes, and then we also, there's a new group. There will be t-shirts for this, um, and that is the hashtag (laughs) QBald. Brethren, so this was yeah, you definitely have hair. So, but no, it started with Tom Covington, Matt Miller, and I last Friday at Fall Q. Somebody took this really great picture, the three of us, and then it got tweeted, and there was a little bit of a joke about which one's the real Matt Miller, referring to (laughs) Matt Miller of Ditch That Textbook fame, and then it turned into. This should be a thing because there's a lot of follically challenged men here that are great educators. So there is a t-shirt design wow. in the process for hashtag QBald, and that will be a thing at Spring Q. So, okay. um, so that that is out there as well. And then um, speaking of, of a QBald gentleman, Joe Marquez from Clovis, California, he and I were chatting the other night. Well, not the other night, at Fall Q., and we really started to scheme some things. And Joe is an absolute rock star. This guy, like, I bow to this man's superpowers. This guy is absolutely amazing. And 
we started chatting up and doing some different, uh, planning some different things at Fall Q, and we got some stuff that we're kind of scheming that is going to blow the world away, at least in our opinion. So, cool. um, so Joe, this one's for you too. Super excited about that. So, so I have one shout out, uh, Meredith Johnson. So, who is a, a friend of mine? We worked together. She was an administrator here in uh, in in Washoe, and uh, then moved on to back east. And she uh, runs a an awesome Twitter chat um, hashtag book camp pd so if you you got to check that out so hooked us up with some stickers i sent her some stickers so we're trading stickers so she i want to give her a shout out give out give a shout out to her uh, twitter chat you need to check that out and uh when is that chat and that is on sundays and i want to say it's seven and and if i get this wrong i apologize it's like seven east coast time so i have to do a bunch of math in my head four o'clock pacific four o'clock pacific but definitely she is posting stuff all the time she is she is a machine on on twitter so check out hashtag bookcamp pd all right, so thank you to all of our supporters out there. And yes. our next episode, I believe, is going to be a live one. Yes. Uh, we are going to be hosting a beer queue in Reno at The Depot Brewery yes. and Distillery on 4th Street. We will be sending out information via Twitter and Facebook about that, and then that will be an official Q Nevada event, so there'll be some advertisement coming from Q Nevada on that as well. But we will be recording a live podcast at the depot yes. with whoever shows up that night. Yep, we're, we're trying to hook up some people to, to be special guests, and I think it'll be... It'll be awesome. And if you do show up, we have stickers. Yes, we will. We will have stickers. And then if you've got any magnets left, I ran out of magnets already. I have magnets, so So, I will bring them. So we will have Beer EDU podcast magnets and stickers if you show up. So... So stay tuned. We will be posting out information on where that is going to be at and the time, so on and so forth. So until next time, may the malts and the hops be with you. Right on. Right on.